Hi everyone, welcome to the KidCast. So this week's episode is with the wonderful Erica. So Erica and I actually met years ago as kids. Um, we went to the same dance school and then our paths crossed again. As teachers, dance teachers, we taught at the same college in Liverpool and we kind of reconnected and then ended up having our girls within sort of, um, I think about seven months of each other. Um, Erica is currently 40 weeks pregnant, but this was filmed back in April, I want to say. Yeah, it was back on, it was 18th of April. Um, so obviously she's due to have her second little girl any day now. So um, first off, wishing her a, a world of luck and love toward her birth. But also, obviously some of the conversation is referring to sort of 20 weeks pregnant or just past that midterm point. Um, but obviously she is now due to have a second second baby um, any day. So we're crossing our fingers and toes for her. Scarlett, her little girl, is present in this podcast and I've chosen not to edit out the moments where we see to Scarlett, where we talk to Scarlett because that is the reality of trying to have a conversation as adults when you have a baby and a toddler around, particularly a toddler or when they're starting to talk, crawl and walk and you're on your toes all the time with them. Um, I know I said this in my Instagram post as well but it's also the reality of how all of my catch-ups go with friends when we have our children with us you get interrupted constantly and in a positive way um so I thought why would I edit that out because that's not that's not an honest view of parenting so I have kept that in and if you listen all the way to the end as if by magic Scarlett makes the most beautiful statement at the very very end of the podcast it's literally the last thing that's said um so happy listening enjoy and I hope you can share in Erica's wisdom it's a very honest um quite painful at times podcast um and I'm so grateful that she was so open and so honest so enjoy Pregnancy, first time round. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I wasn't supposed to have children. All right, okay. So the day we found out, which always sounds like a fairy tale mm-hmm. and almost feels like people think I'm lying, mm-hmm. was the day I was due to start fertility treatment. Oh, wow. And this was during... How gorgeous. COVID. COVID. Well, of course. Yeah. Um, so... I think because maybe we'd relaxed and we just weren't. Mm. We were like, oh, this appointment's coming up, so hopefully that'll start the process, start the process and answer some questions yeah. and we'll figure out whether or not mm. we can have, actually have our family. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that was the day mm-hmm. I found out I was pregnant um, because my nipples were so sore. <laughs> yeah. It was, um, it was, and I was like, something's not right here, something. Yeah. Yeah. And so I thought, I'll just do one. It was like six o'clock in the morning. He was in the shower and I did, and I did the test and we were both looking there and like, nah, there's, there's not a line. Nah. So I went and taught an online yoga class and he went straight to work and I'm sat there like this. 
just wanting to go and check. Mm -hmm. And then, so those are really faint lines. So then I went and bought six different tests. <laughs> just to and be they sure. Were, yeah, and they were all at a little line. I was like, nah. Yeah. And so I told the, the doctor on the phone, because it was a full one because yeah. of COVID. And she was like, so you're definitely pregnant. Congratulations. I'm going to say goodbye. I'm kind of full hospital, please, kind of a thing. Yeah. I was like, oh, right, great. Yeah. So I was about six weeks yeah. then when we found out. And then the seventh week I got really sick. Mm. So I was just sick constantly. Mm. No matter what I ate, mm -hmm. no matter what I smelled, mm. no matter where I went, yeah. I was just sick. Yeah. And it was just not very nice. So the first trimester was, I was just tired mm. and I was grumpy. Mm. And because I was sick and it was just like, I, can't, I don't want to do anything. Mm. I just want to lie down mm. and be asleep mm. all the time, mm. which you can't yeah. when you're working. So, and then the second trimester, everything felt a little bit better and then because I started showing quite early as yeah. well with my first with with Scarlett that it, I felt like all oh, right well I'm pregnant so I know everyone can see I'm pregnant mm -hmm. so I, tr I tried to enjoy it as much as I could and then my third trimester I just went even bigger and so I couldn't <laughs> enjoy anything and everything swelled on me so my feet I found a picture the other day of my feet were horrific for after yeah and i just couldn't stop laughing I was like, yes yeah. that's, that's unreal because yeah. you look at yourself when during the process yeah. you're like oh i am swollen but oh, right. i think it's because it's almost because it's gradual you don't realize no there's a photograph it comes up on my memories because obviously i'm close, coming up to bella's birthday mm. so it and it has a photograph of me i must be about 38 weeks pregnant the size of my face <laughs> oh my god <laughs> i was like i literally went that was that what I look like? Couldn't believe it. And you think sometimes you think, oh god, I'm, go I'm still gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> I not. I look like a little balloon. Yeah. yeah. But so then my, my third trimester, I was just so big that I couldn't do anything. But I saw you in your third trimester, and you were, you weren't. I think it's because now anything I say is not to offend or upset yeah, anyone. Yeah. It's this is my experience yeah, yeah. and how I feel about the whole yeah. thing. Um, because I, I was very used to being size four, size six, your, your and always having a six pack. Yeah. Like, yeah. It's a big difference uh, to put I can on completely five resonates pounds. with you. Yeah. So even when, because I wasn't having periods and things like that, yeah. my uterus wasn't doing the very regular mm -hmm. swelling which a normal mm -hmm. woman does. Like, I wasn't having any of those yeah. quite natural issues. Mm -hmm. So when you're not used to that mm -hmm. and you just look at yourself and I would I would look at myself and go I'm absolutely disgusting mm. and I would think that and say now I still think that now mm. um shall we have come to mummy yeah um but yeah so it's 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 just you isn't it and how you you feel, you feel yeah about yourself and, and what you're used to and how you've been used to Looking your whole life, yeah, yeah. and you being a certain way as well your whole life. Yes, you're very greasy. Yes, hi, gorgeous. Very greasy. Um, yes, sorry, lost bus yeah. train. Just yeah. <laughs> so you pregnancy. Yeah, I mean, like I completely get that. I remember thinking at one point, 
I didn't I didn't feel like when I was telling everyone I was pregnant, I didn't feel like it was me that I was talking about. Mm. It felt like it was it was somebody else and it was only when I felt like I looked really pregnant that I was like, Okay, no, this is happening this to is me. me. And I think that didn't hit me till about maybe thirty weeks, thirty two weeks. So quite Yeah, quite quite late on, but I didn't really have a bump. Like I remember my nineteen week scan and there I still didn't really have anything yeah um but no i can i complete and because of the nature of our jobs as well yours more so than mine at the point of falling pregnant because you were still very physical with your job um everyone kept telling me you'll bounce back you'll bounce back yes you oh my god no you'll bounce back and then i never and i felt like the world had ended um yeah yeah. And I think I've only come to a a better place with me now <laughs> when I've done a lot of soul searching and working on what is important to me to and what you, I yeah. value. And I now, I now hand on heart can say for the first time ever, I honestly do not care. That's, but it's took me a really long good, time And it's to really get brave there. To, yeah. to say that mm. and be, be completely happy yeah. and honest. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't know when that will happen yeah. for me, yeah. or if it will ever happen for me. Mm. But yeah, the bounce back thing. Oh, you'll bounce back, yeah. and I believed. I believed. That. I fully believed it. Yeah. I wholeheartedly believed and I was it. Like I'm gonna breastfeed as well. So, yeah. and everyone says you're gonna you lose, lose all the weight. weight. You'll yeah. lose it like that yeah. breastfeeding. Still waiting. I know I'm very heavily pregnant, but <laughs> <laughs> still waiting. Yeah. Yeah, and just yeah. what a crock of I know. crap. I know. To be fed. Yeah. But you, you, I think now being pregnant with my second, but you learn how unique every yeah. pregnancy is. Yeah. And how unique your particular, yeah. I hate this word, journey. Mm-hmm. But it is a journey, isn't yeah. it? Like how unique your, mm? your journey is and how unique it is to you. And I think as, as a woman who is a, now a mother, mm-hmm. I think it's important that... We are honest with our own selves, because mm-hmm. yes, on one hand, it might upset someone, but on the other hand, it might really help an, another else. another yeah. person yeah. to understand what they're going through yeah. as well. Yeah, um, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, so I think we have to not necessarily worry too much about how much we're going to upset. Yeah, upset someone anymore. Yeah. I think just yeah. I'm very brutally honest anyway, but yeah, brutal honesty is, yeah. is important. Oh, it says a cup of tea, you're very right. It's a cup of tea. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mummy's cup of tea, you can't go anywhere near that, mate. That's a pound of sugar in that. <laughs> cup of tea, yeah. Um, did you make the decision to breastfeed before, before Scarlett was born? Yeah, so another thing about my pregnancy is about the honesty thing I wasn't honest at all throughout yeah. to anyone yeah. so I wasn't honest about what I wanted as a birth plan yeah. and what I wanted after like postpartum plan it was all very much oh whatever happens happens yeah. as long as we're both safe um, if, it, if breastfeeding works great if it doesn't it doesn't and I just wasn't honest. I would just say those generic, like, what you think keep everyone happy. They want to answers. hear. Yeah. yeah. And when the, the fact of the matter was, is if I could not breastfeed, that was going to be the end of the world for me. 
Oh, right. And then after after the way Scarlet came as well, mm-hmm. that would have been that would have been it. Yeah. Because I, I would not be here if yeah. breastfeeding had it all worked. Wow. Well, um, because of how awful she came. Yeah. Um, so. Do you want to go? I'm going to go to Amber. I'll just open that door. Open the door so Toki can have a wee wee. Yeah? He's once the fact that she has six or six. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. But yes, breastfeeding was was the one one of the things that was yeah. important to me. Yeah. 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 Did you... So... Let's just go back a couple of steps. Birth with Scarlet. Yeah. If you if you were honest with yourself now, now you've got baby on the way again. Yeah. What? How? How do you foresee this birth versus being at this point in pregnancy with Scarlet and thinking about Scarlet being born? So this birth, I've been a little bit more forthright with my appointments yeah. and things. I've been a bit more. Not demanding, but this is what I want. Assertive. And yeah, assertive. Yeah. Um, so this time around, I kind of know the score. Mm-hmm. And when when things are kind of, oh, no, 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 it'll be this, that, or the other. Mm. I'm like, no, no, it'll no, be it the, way, the yeah. way I would like, if that's okay. Mm. Mm. Yeah, maybe okay. I can say if that's okay. Um, but whereas with Scarlett, because she was my first... I didn't know. Mm. You don't know. No. You don't know how strong and powerful and, and you yeah. can be in yourself at that point mm. because you trust yeah. science. You mm. trust med- medical people, you do. Yeah. professionals, don't you? It's yeah. they they do it day in day out. However, hundreds and hundreds of times a day. Is she okay with that door? She'll close that door. Um, <laughs> just. <laughs> I can just see it. Where can I get to? Um, I'm going on a journey then. Outside. Yeah, yeah. you do. You, you just put your trust, trust in them. them. You do. And because I wasn't being honest with my my maybe my immediate circles so are like family mm-hmm. um, and, and and some friends uh, that I was just kind of going along with it, and they would say one thing and I would go oh oh all right okay mm-hmm. well one of the things I did do wrong with researching birth is I would I researched into oblivion mm-hmm. so videos books podcasts people what things people had wrote mm-hmm. um all kinds mm-hmm. I just went down the biggest rabbit hole yeah. that there could be yeah and I thought I was so like these are all the options and this is how it's gonna go mm-hmm. Because this is what people are saying. Whereas it wasn't any of those things no. at all. No. So this time around, I'm, I'm making it very clear mm-hmm. exactly what I want. Yeah. Do you want to talk about Scarlet's birth? We can do, yeah. 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 So, were you, how, where, where were you up in gestation-wise when you, were, when you went into labour? So I always said I didn't want any intervention at okay. all. No sweep or nothing yeah. until I hit a due date. Okay. And then if I hit my due date, then I'd, I'd consider, consider a sweep. So I got to 40 plus two okay. and I had my midwife appointment and she said, do you, do you fancy a sweep? And I said, yeah, why not? Let's see if we can mm-hmm. get this going. Um, and she said during the sweep, she was like, oh, you're already one centimetre. And I thought, 
get in. Boom, yeah. it's happening now. Mm-hmm. Ten minutes, she'll be here. That was in my head. Um, and the midwife was like, how's movement and things like that? And I said, oh, I haven't felt move for a couple of days. And she was like, right, okay. I said, yeah, that, that's what my partner's like colleagues and stuff. And what I've read a little bit, they kind of stop moving towards the end. And she's like, no, 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 they, they, no, they don't. don't. Um, and so as I was saying that, she was on the phone to the women's mm-hmm. hospital over in Liverpool because I didn't deliver over on this side. Um, and this this side and the women's don't have a very good relationship, relationship at all. It's quite frustrating. Mm-hmm. That's another mm-hmm. section. So she phoned and she said, I can't remember, whatever she said. She said, lady's not been feeling movement for about four days. Um, and she's 40 plus two. And they were like, okay, send her now. We'll induce her now. Um, and I, I, I... Yeah, panicked. Panicked completely. So... She she said, yeah, you I'm need just to go kind of down. The paracetamol, yes, off scarlet. <laughs> That's right. And I'll switch that evening off. <laughs> That's what happens when you get to the weather, isn't it? Yeah. Try and do all the laundry. So yeah, and so as I was walking out, I phoned phoned Sam, mm-hmm. and uh, he he works over in, worked at the time over in Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, it, "I've got to, we've got to go now. It's happening now. They want to induce me because baby's not moved." He was like, "Okay, no problem. Cool as cucumber." And I don't know how he did it, mm. but let's say he got here faster than anyone should have got home. Oh, okay. <laughs> And I was like, oh, right, okay. And I was still like pottering around, thinking, right, okay. Yeah. I, w- I wanted my hair to look a certain way, yeah. so I was trying to get... I was like, oh, I wanted a little bit of makeup, but I didn't want too much makeup yeah. on because I, I wanted to feel a certain way. Yeah, yeah. And I had a particular outfit that I wanted to wear, and I was like, right, I've got some the things you think on. about and the things you you try to do at Just the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But and I was like this. I'm bringing all the suitcases down and things. I say, oh, there was one suitcase in a backpack. Yes. But yeah. <laughs> I was bringing them down. I was on the phone to my mum and dad, like, oh, can you come and look after the dog? Because at the time we had builders still in the house mm-hmm. as well. Um, no, we had our kitchen delivered that day. Oh, wow. So that that was that was the Just time. what you want. Yeah. <laughs> so we had our kitchen delivered at, at the same time. I was like, dad, you're going to have to come, please, if you don't mind, because the men are in and out. And we've we've got to go to the hospital. Um, and then, yes, I'm go, we got in the car, we got the colostrum and everything. And when we got there, yeah. they were like, right, we'll put you on the fetal monitor, see what she's, she's up to, mm-hmm. see how she's going, and then we'll make a decision then. So in my head, baby was coming, mm-hmm. but they were like, oh no, we're not going to induce you, we're going to do this Other instead. So... Your emotions are already, oh God, like, yeah. you are already yeah. emotionally battered. Yeah. And so I, I was confused at that point yeah. then. And I was like, right, okay. So it's obviously not that serious mm. or else it would be been, happening. Yeah. Um, and we kept getting, they kept coming in and saying blah, blah, blah. And then one nurse came in and said, 
There's an appointment tomorrow for an induction at 12. We would like to invite you kind of a thing. We would like to invite you for mm-hmm. that imp- appointment, but it's your decision. We can't tell you whether to get an induction or not. But you are over and the baby isn't moving. And so they say all these things and, you, and it, it makes you go... Mm. Well, I have to, don't I? Mm. I can't say no. It's ultimate fear. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, I looked at Sam and I was like, what do you think? Mm. And he, he said, well, it's kind of it's kind of your call because you're the one mm-hmm. with the baby. You're the one who can feel mm-hmm. or who can't mm. feel. And, you know, it's you that's going to go through it. I can't make this decision for you. And I was, I was like, right, that's that's fair. Mm-hmm. And, and he was like, well, I'll, I'm here. doesn't matter what you choose. We're gonna have mm-hmm. a baby, mm-hmm. so I thought, well, the best option is because the way the information was being delivered is, I've got to have this induction yeah. or else. What's gonna happen? What's gonna happen? Yeah. So we 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 came home. Oh no, we had five guys. We went and we had <laughs> nice. a, a five guys <laughs> yeah. together. Our last meal. Yeah. Our last meal. Last meal two. two. And then came home. I went straight to bed, and didn't sleep at all. Sam didn't sleep at all. And then at 12 the next day, we went and they put the pessary in at one. Six hours later, the pessary came out because I was having a reaction to the pessary. And I'd said maybe three hours in, I said, you know, is this this what it's supposed to be? I think I'm really having contractions Mm. because they said it can take up to 24 hours Mm. for your contractions to kick in. I'm like... I think I'm having contractions already because I had I had the app the Freya app the Freya yeah yeah and I was monitoring them on that I was like mm. and the nurse was like you'd know if you were having contractions I don't know it's like, always in a patronising tone isn't it yeah. yeah and I was like oh right okay would I <laughs> in the same way that I know I'm sat on a bed of nails when I'm doing my job but yeah. my face doesn't show it yeah like, that that's I think that's another thing yeah. that maybe we can talk about. But yeah. I was like, right, okay. Um and then it turns out she'd made a mistake and I I was having triple the amount of contractions you were supposed to have. Oh wow. With the pessary. So that came out after six hours and they put an injection in my leg and I remember really swearing at the woman and having to like profusely apologise. And I think she was probably like the head doctor or something like that. Called her all kinds of things, and she's like, "Don't worry about it." It's like, "Oh, hopefully labour isn't as bad as that." That bloody injection—I can't even remember what it was. I yeah. think it was maybe to stop yeah. the medicine, and um, they just said, "Oh, hang tight. Your midwife is going to come yeah. through now, and we'll um, we'll take you mm-hmm. into the delivery suite." Because I was really lucky when they induced me; I wasn't on the ward. I was in a private room. Yeah. So I was really lucky because I was just on the toilet it, all constantly. the time. Yeah. Because where I felt my contractions was right in my bum. Yeah. And I was like, I need to poo. I yeah. need to poo. It's, all a, it's the, time. the weirdest feeling, isn't it? Yeah. So she's like, got a, yeah, she's got a pain. Oh, she's excellent. Right. Yeah, she's sad. <laughs> she's just so, been brushing her hair and putting oh, a put a bubble in. <laughs> she's so funny. Isn't you clever? She's not bad. She's doing For that right. <laughs> <laughs> See what you can get. What's in there? I think you got it all out, baby. 
Yeah. Then the midwife came in and went, well, your contractions are terrifying. That was the first thing she said to me. Oh, wow. And I remember her being just this enormous woman. Yeah. Just really tall. Yeah. And just, I was just like, oh my God, okay. Um, anyway, she took me through and she's like, I'm going to get you all set up and on the monitor mm. and we're going to put the drip in. And I can't remember which way round they started me, which mm. medicine they started me on, I can't remember. Um, she said, but I'm going to give you half an hour. So if you want to have a shower, you're mm-hmm. with your partner, if you just want to like mm. get yourself all, like, like a kind of unpack kind yeah, of thing, just upset. get yourself in the room, yeah. I'll give you half an hour. So I had, a, I had it was nice to have a shower without that medicine in me because everything just kind of slowed down and I could actually think again. Mm. So that was nice. And then we got set up on the bed, um, which I didn't realise I'd, I would never do now mm. on my next one um and she got the drip in and she said we're gonna break your waters now mm. and i was like right okay i just presumed just because of an induction yeah they have to um and i can't remember what hour this was and and, and, and me i should have kind of said no can we wait a little bit longer yeah. or I should have spoke up really but in the, in the mm. time you you, you, no. you don't know do you so she broke my waters my waters went everywhere and she went ooh like this because it went all over her as well and I was like oh right okay I'm really sorry yeah you apologise you something you can't even control, <laughs> control. I and I was still only one centimetre oh wow so I hadn't progressed at all um, and I think it was the next like very early hours of the next morning now mm. Um, and then after that, everything for me was just kind of a huffy puffy blur, mm-hmm. um, and just backwards and forwards to the toilet, and I was losing a lot of blood. I was told, oh. um, and they kept weighing the pads. So if it weighs a certain amount, then you have to have a transfusion. Yeah. And every every pad was just a little bit under, so I'm I'm really lucky yeah. in that respect. Um, but I was losing a, a lot of blood, and Sam was like, "It was it's like a, just a horror show, yeah, essentially." And he said, "You were so stubborn that you wouldn't, because I didn't. A birth planning here was completely natural, yeah. no intervention, just yeah. no medicine, yeah. just yeah. get the baby." Out yeah. Um. So got to nineteen hours. Then I went. Oh, go on. I'll try the gas and air. I'll yeah. try it. And in my head, it was awful. Just didn't work. Just yeah. What a load of rubbish. Yeah. But Sam said I was like on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> so it was obviously working at some point, and I had a few yeah. examinations, which again I probably shouldn't have. have. I've had. Um. But at the same time, I am grateful that I had them because I kind of was aware that I wasn't progressing. Yeah. And I got to four centimetres at hour 23. And I, in my head I went, I can't do another 23 hours of this. Mm. And I was still possibly not being, not being here. Yeah, at that point. And I, I was like, do I, do I give in? Because mm. in in, for me, that was giving in to mm-hmm. have an epidural. 
or do I keep going? And I looked at Sam and he was just wasted as well. Because it, it is hard for yeah, them, kid, yeah, yeah. you know, as much as they're not doing too much, but he was, he was on me all the time, constantly, yeah. just didn't leave me alone. And I was like, ragging him around. <laughs> and he had long hair at the time. He was having to do, we do his pony all the time. Um, yeah, and I, I, I very politely asked the uh, midwife, which had changed at this point, um, if I could please have an epidural. Very politely. I said, please may I have the epidural now? <laughs> and the anaesthetist came in and uh, he couldn't get the needle through the muscles in my back. Mm. He was like this, apparently. Um, that was fine. Yeah. The, the epidural was fine, but the spray they put on first, that was the most agonising thing oh, wow. ever. I, if I was to get an epidural again, which I, I might, mm -hmm. I don't know, I would I just ask for no spray. I don't know whether it's a cleaning spray or a numbing spray or what. If you put the needle in dirty, <laughs> do not spray me with that stuff ever. Yeah. Yeah, that was that was horrific. That spray. Oh wow! But the epidural was fine, um, and I, I think it was fine because they took the the med the drip out mm. while while that was happening. So I think everything just stopped again. Yeah, because she, she obviously wasn't ready. Coming. Yeah, she just didn't yeah. want to come. Yeah, um, and then as soon as the epidural happened, her heart rate. So when we were in the induction suite, when I had the pessary, mm -hmm. her heart rate dropped significantly and. That's why that's why the yeah. woman came in and took it out on the injection, yes. So then her heart rate dropped again and wasn't changing. Mm -hmm. So there was just people, doctors then coming in and, in out, and out rather than just the midwife. And which you can tell because they wear different scrubs, mm -hmm. don't they? Um and Sam was getting quite concerned. And I was just like, Yeah, with my yogurt and my granola, <laughs> having a little snack yeah. now. I was like, All oh, right, sound. Yeah. This is so much yeah. I feel a little bit more yeah. like human now. Yeah. And they got me to lie on my side and then lie on the other side. And then I started to go funny. Mm. I think because of how much blood I'd lost. Yeah. Um and they said that we've got a couple of options, so we can either put a little thing on the baby's head to yeah. monitor her, her oxygen yeah. um, and her heart rate or we can do a c-section and heard c-section and that was mm -hmm. that was it for me i was like no this is mm. this is not i'm an aerialist mm. i've been super fit my whole life i have minimal scars i've never had like a serious operation mm -hmm. other than my tonsils out which mm. you know i've like no, mm. it's not an option. How am I supposed to get back to my job if I've got mm. if my abdominals have been cut through? Which I know it's not the yeah. muscle, but in that moment, yeah, yeah. and I knew that because the research had done. But in that moment, it was like no, I, I cannot have. I can I've got money. Yes, I cannot pennies. have an operation like this. Mm. No, it's going to ruin the way I look as mm. well. Mm. Um, what like healing things? Like, no. Hi. And she was, she, the, the doctor was saying, like, these, these are the only options. Yeah. And as she went out, so she said, have a think about it. As she went out, the anaesthetist came in. She turned around with this piece of paper. And they're like, no, baby's coming now. Oh. So I had to sign, you have to sign your life mm -hmm. away. And at this time, I was all on the moon again because of how many drugs and how much blood I'd lost. Mm -hmm. And my heart rate had started to drop as well. 
so I wasn't in a good way. Um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know if it was my signature or if it was just a line or what. Um, and because of COVID as well, we thought that Sam would have, would have had to have scrubbed yeah. up, which makes us think it was a, an emergency, emergency. They didn't put a hairnet on Sam. They didn't put scrub shoes on yeah. Sam. Sam just came in as he was. Yeah. I didn't have a hairnet on. Yeah. Like, just, we, were, we were in. You just wanted that baby out. Yeah. yeah. And there was 17 people in the theatre and the operation oh room, which again made me panic. Panic. And I was trying to ask, can I have the baby straight away? Because I call it dirty skin to skin, which yeah. isn't the right way, but I don't want, I didn't want the goop come off. Yeah. Her, and you I, have your choice, don't you? You can yeah. either have baby cleaned or baby not cleaned. Yeah. yeah. I just wanted baby mm-hmm. skin to skin immediately. And she was, the, the doctor said, we can't give you baby straight away. We're going to have to take her away. Um, so she might not, you might not see her for a little while, but we can show you her over the curtain. Mm-hmm. I was like, right, okay. So that was another thing I didn't want. Um, and made me scared. Like, why can't you give me the baby? Because mm. I know, I know with C-sections, you can have the baby straight mm. away. You can, you can pull it out yourself. Yeah. So that was another thing. I was like, right, okay, so something's really wrong with her. Um, and maybe me as mm. well. Um, but she was fine. She was absolutely fine when they took her away. Um, and then I went for a little bit. Um, just unconscious, not, not mm. anything more serious than unconscious. Then I came back and... Um, they took Sam round to go cut the cord. Mm-hmm. That was another thing I wanted was delayed cord clamping. I wanted that. So I don't know how delayed it was. Mm. And then I don't know where my placenta went. And that was another thing I wanted. Mm. I wanted to keep my placenta. Um, and I have no idea where that mm. placenta is. Which still niggles but me till this yeah. day. Um, so, and then Sam cut the cord, which was lovely, which yeah. is another thing. We, which we did want. We wanted him to cut it. And he brought her round and she was fine um he was made up yeah and i was like this <laughs> you know and so we went into the recovery after they they stitch you up and yeah make you okay but sam saw the devastation God. um which is like that's yeah in there so yeah. as much trauma as as i had yeah he's obviously had some yeah. trauma as well yeah. um and then we found out that the block had gone too high oh, God. on me when we got to the recovery suite because they were trying to put her on to breastfeed. And I'm like... You couldn't, you couldn't do anything. I can't. And it had gone all the way into my face like this. Oh, wow. So I had this eye. It was like saggy. Um, and I was trying to breastfeed her, but I couldn't feel. I couldn't feel her. Yes, good girl. I couldn't, I couldn't feel anything. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she pooed in my hand, which was lovely. <laughs> um, that first poo as well. Yeah, Gorgeous. that black poo. Yeah. And that was another thing. I wanted to put coconut oil on a yeah. bum and I couldn't. Yeah. Um, yeah, so then as they wheeled me through, my midwife looked at me and went, what's wrong with your face? And apparently it was all Bell's, like, yeah. Bell's palsy-like. Um, and they wheeled me back to the recovery and got the anaesthetist to come and check me. And they were like... We've never seen this really before. The only thing we can think is the blood's gone too mm-hmm. high because they spray with that freeze spray, mm-hmm. spray. And they sprayed me all up, all the way up to my ear and I still couldn't feel anything. So, 
but on this side I could feel from like, my waist, which was good. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, then then we went to recovery and Sam had to go home because of COVID, COVID. Mm. which wasn't very nice. Um, but that first night it was okay. So she came at half three, about about half. So it was twenty eight minutes past three. Um, and I was I had to do my first walk off the bed at ten. Um, and then they wanted to discharge me at half seven in the morning. Mm. And I was like, well, no, because my partner needs to come and he's not allowed to come till half eleven. Um, and I still haven't been to the toilet. And that was mm. one thing that you wanted from me. Um, and in the night they were so short-staffed that there was no... Like help for breastfeeding or anything, anything, which was really difficult. And but the girls did seem like they were doing their best mm. and getting to you when they could. when they could. It, it, it did seem like that. Um. Yeah. So then Sam came at half half eleven the next the next morning. Ah, 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 ah. He he might um he's not very nice. But he's got something. <laughs> Gums. Come here. What's this? Take so I tidy that up just so that he doesn't swipe it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we were discharged less than 24 hours after the section, which I still don't think is right. Especially considering the nature of the section and how, how you come to have that yeah. operation. Yeah. That's... Uh, yeah, it's not great that is it? No, so and that's kind of, that's it. That's it essentially of how she came and and I'm sure there are people who've had far worse mm. than me and far better as well than me and they might think, Oh what is she moaning about? But for me that was yeah. all pretty horrific. Especially and not when very it's nice. First experience yeah. as well. Yeah. So how are you feeling about birth? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I, I really hope I can have a V back. Mm. That's that's the main the main hope and main goal. Mm -hmm. Um, and again, I want completely unmedicated if I can, mm -hmm. um, and as natural as possible. Yeah. So I, ideally, there'll be no drips or anything like yeah. that attached to me, so I can walk around yeah. still. But I do have a bit more of freedom of movement, whereas with um with th those drips and things you just you can't do it you can't can you? you can't move around no. like you want to because you're constantly having to drag this like pole thing around with you mm. you can't get comfortable um so this time i would mm. like to but i do want a hospital birth i don't yeah. want a home birth um i've thought about medical like uh, a birthing center but i'm still um just because I've had a section, if anything. If anything, yeah, it's that sort of like that um, back pocket card. Yeah. If you need any help, you, you're there. You've got it. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. So, yeah, a hospital birth, as natural and as unmedicated as, poss as possible, mm -hmm. is what I want. Oh. And it's what I've expressed already. Um, and I've expressed that I want to be back as well. Yeah. If I have to have a section, then that'll be a, 
not that it's okay, mm-hmm. but I understand that it has to happen because I've had a section before. Mm-hmm. And I am lucky to have another baby, considering we thought we couldn't even have one. Mm-hmm. But then this limits, again, on any more children. So if, I, if we were to have a third baby, what we've been told, and what from what my, my research has said as well, I can only have another, I can only have one more section. All right, okay. And the likeliness that the third baby would be a section would be more than likely than this one because of the, the trauma to the scar because yeah. of the pregnancy. Wow. I didn't know that. Mm, yeah. yeah. Wow. So you can only have three sections from what the hospital told us. Yeah. And what I've read. Yeah. Yeah. Which is crap, really. It is. Because if yeah. you want to have millions, yeah. then why can't you? Why do you have to be limited? Because you've had to have an operation. With a VBAC, God, there's a, I'm in a group chat and there's a couple of mums who talk about making that decision and that's what they want after having had which if you're not sure what your back is it's a vaginal birth after, after section, section yeah, isn't it yeah so um is it because obviously you can still have a vaginal delivery after a c-section yeah. but does it put pressure on the body in a different way I'm, I'm not really sure so there are a couple of different things that can happen which i wish i'd have wrote them down yeah which have like medical terms like something can pop inside which they can then instantly kill oh wow the baby um, and it can be confused for your waters going because mm-hmm. it has a similar sound oh okay um but I, I can't remember what that's called and that's one of the risks of like hanging on like staying at home yeah when you once you've started your labor yeah. if you've had a section um, Gosh, it's actually a lot. It depends on your scar as well. Mm. So if you've had like a a, a straight down scar, that that it all de- and it depends how you've grown. So mm. again, it's so unique to each mm-hmm. each it's section individual. and each scar. Yeah. So apparently, my scar is a little bit keloid, um, which I found out the other day because I still haven't looked at my scar. Have you not? No. No, I won't look at it. Mm. No. Um, yes, so what will I? Uh, so it, I think it depends. So they could say now at 22 weeks, yeah, feedback sounds great, everything looks in plan, mm-hmm. I could get to 34 weeks, and they go, mm, don't like the way that it's scar looking. is, what is, is looking. So I think it just depends. Yeah. yeah. Wow, I didn't know that at all. Mm-hmm. So, baby's arrived. Yeah, this little gem here mm-hmm. has arrived safely. Um, you've come home, mm-hmm. settling in at home. Mm-hmm. Talk to me about those first few days, nights when time stands still and every yeah. day becomes. <laughs> she was morphs. amazing. Yeah, she was amazing until about seven months, mm. and we thought we've struck gold here. Yeah, she would sleep through the night. Yeah, she was. <laughs> you were great, weren't you? You were such a good little girl. <laughs> and I did. I, we thought, yeah. what are people moaning about? Yeah. You don't realise that first week they don't even know they're out. No. That second week they kind of know they're out, but they're still attached to you. Yeah. And then week six, then they're like, oh, yeah. This is this is this is different. This yeah yeah, and I think that needs to be talked about more. Yeah. 
because you know you're in this bubble and you so so you should enjoy it because yeah. it's amazing yeah. but the bubble doesn't last forever so it's like yeah. you don't want to be hit like yeah yeah and you, you also don't want to be anticipating the bubble popping yeah. but it, that, that, that yeah i think you need to be aware yeah. that baby isn't it, it doesn't really know it's mm-hmm. baby yet and it will know soon at some point yes that it's not attached to mummy and it can start seeing and yeah. smelling more and more of its uh, brain is switching on, well, switching off because they have far more um, activity in their brain when they're born to when we do now, yeah. which is another really interesting thing. So like, their brain is starting to... Brain. <laughs> um, but yeah, though, that... So we had someone come visit us the next day at half eight in the morning. Just what you want. And half like, eight. He's got uh, boobs out. Um, yeah. Just like, <laughs> oh, just minging. And absolutely soaking wet. So I thought, I'm dying. I've got an infection. I'm dying now. Because mm. drama queen. Mm. And um, I didn't know you had night sweats. Yeah. Who speaks to you about night sweats? Yeah, uh, Google told me. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. Like why don't why don't we talk about that yeah. like straight away after and even on so on social media and things mm. even on YouTube there's very little that's that speaks honestly about that first month yeah. maybe um in that way mm-hmm. in the way that you're gonna that the way you bleed, you bleed yeah. the way even after a section I had loss of like mm. but I had bladder control loss mm-hmm. um. What else? They couldn't go for go for a poo. Yeah, that first poo. Oh my god! Bathing yourself. Yeah. Um, your milk not coming in the way you want it to come in. The trauma to your nipples. Yeah. All kinds of stuff that you should just. That should be right. You're pregnant now, so let's talk about what happens mm-hmm. after now. Yeah. And let's get that no, starting to sink in. What what blew my mind and one of the reasons why. I started this podcast was because I felt like I was looked after and advised all the way through pregnancy. And then as soon as I had a, a human being to look after, nothing. Yeah. And I know that's obviously, that's not an attack on the NHS because they do a fantastic job. Yeah. But there should be something, I feel. A level of aftercare. Yeah. In your pre-care. Yeah. yeah. Or just even a heads up. Give me a flyer. Yeah. <laughs> look on this website <laughs> yeah. or Have read a this. Look at this flyer. You're going to be soaked for yeah. a week. Yeah. And you're going to stink. Yeah. For maybe months. Yeah. Or still stink now. Yeah. <laughs> maybe um, she said this before. And I said it before in other episodes, but me and my friends go, go on, how many days have you not had a shower for? <laughs> because that that's what it's like. And sometimes I'll get in bed and I'll go, did I have a shower today? <laughs> I don't know. I don't take my makeup off anymore before oh, I go to bed because I can't. I just get in bed and I'm just that exhausted. And I go, I'll just do it in the morning. Yeah. Just do it in the morning. Crash. And every morning I go, I shouldn't do that. No. And I do it every day. <laughs> every day without a fail. Dirty cow. Yeah, I know. Dirty cow. Yeah. Yeah. But that's just the way it is sometimes, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. And we're we're all different in that yeah. way as well, aren't we? Yeah. But yeah, yeah, after so after that first week. The scar, my movement was so limited mm. and still looking very heavily pregnant. Mm. 
And that was another thing you see three days postpartum. Back in the pictures, and, and you're like, yeah. oh yeah, that's gone down significantly. Why is mine still as big as basketball? Yeah. Um. <laughs> But the, the care for her was great, was absolutely great. No one looked at my scar until I asked. Yeah. No one can even mention taking my dressing off until I asked. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, no one spoke about aftercare, massage, um, how the stitches disappear, how I should wash it. Yeah. No one spoke about that. I had to have a little look at, at that. But even on like the NHS website and things... There's no how to, so you do search influencer types for help on whether or not that's the right thing or not. You, you don't know, do you, sometimes? Um, breastfeeding was really hard. Really, really, really hard. So I ended up with some quite nasty holes in my nipples. Oh, God. Um, and I'm really fortunate for the health visitor. So after the midwife signed you off... Yeah. You get a health visitor, don't you? Yeah. And the health visitor was like, no. Here's the number for a local charity, which is called Koala, Yeah, here. Um, give them a ring and see see what they say. And I'm going to book you in with the lactation consultant. We were seen with the lactation consultant in four days. Wow. And so that makes me think that it, it, was, was... it was significant mm-hmm. enough to be seen and not mm-hmm. go on a waiting list. And Koala were at my house within the hour. Wow. Yeah. And they were amazing. And they came out so many times. Yeah. And they came out of their own accord as yeah. well, quite a few times. And there was one time I phoned them and I was in quite a lot of distress yeah. and quite a lot of pain. And I, I was just... I think Sam had only just gone back to work because I managed to get a whole month off work maternity, yeah. which was amazing. And they built this. So yeah. Um so I think I was kind of by myself for the first time and they got here in ten minutes. Wow. They they were Unbelievable, so, so good yeah. and they still are good now. So if I wanted to go see them now or <laughs> phone them for a chat or go to one of their groups, I can still go now. Yeah. And she's almost fifteen months. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They're the one of the best charity. Yeah. That I. Yeah. And I give. We've got a local charity shop, so I always give my stuff to them. Yeah. And I say to everyone else, go give stuff to Koala. Yes. Yeah. Without them, I wouldn't be, yeah. be here. Yeah. Not just them, but without their mm. help, I, I really wouldn't be here. Mm. Yeah. Wow. I just want to ask you what you think your biggest challenge has been since Scarlett's been born. Myself. (laughs) (laughs) Myself. Yeah. And dealing with the way I've changed. Yeah. And not anticipating how much my hormones. Yeah. And the way my mental health would would take a hit. Mm -hmm. So I'd already suffered a, a number of years ago. With my mental health, mm-hmm. and I already did att- have attempted taking my life oh, wow. previously, probably about six years ago. It was right before I met Sam. Yeah. And then once I met Sam, I know it sounds really cliche in that, but I was no, no. I really recovered. Yeah. Yeah. I became a, a better person, a happier person. Yeah. Um, I started to consider having a family. Yeah. Even though I was very much of the 
the mindset <laughs> that, face, that I'd always said to myself, well, I don't want kids. I don't. Because when, I don't know whether you were the same when I was growing up. And I remember being fed this kind of story that a woman can be by herself, have her career, and didn't need anything. Didn't need a man, didn't need a family, didn't need anything. And I was fed this. So I, I believed it to an extent. But also because in the same breath, I couldn't, I was told I couldn't have children at about 16. Um... Why? Why would I? Why would I want this thing that I've been told? That I've been told, I can have it all without it. So I'll just say I don't want kids. So when I'd met Sam and we'd started talking about a family, I was like, Yeah, I would. I would like this. I would like a family. Um, and then I kind of recovered from her depression. So then for it all to come back. Almost in that moment where the woman said, you have to have a C-section. Yeah. Was very, very, very heavy. And um, I had, I have, and I still have very strong suicidal thoughts. Mm. Um, And um, I did make one attempt after having Scarlet. Um, and I'm lucky enough that that didn't work again uh, and I got the help that I needed uh, in that moment whereas I don't want to say that the perinatal team are crap because they have given me support a couple of different counselling groups but they just didn't work for me mm-hmm. um, it was either the way they were ran or the type of people that were in that group as well just, they just weren't my just didn't gel. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I had one appointment where and this is the truth I'm the happiest I've ever been mm-hmm. like, I am the happiest I've ever been but I do not want to be here so it's so contradicting yeah and the woman said to me in the appointment and i still feel that now yeah like i still feel that now she said oh well you look great you're doing really well so um i think we'll discharge you i thought i was like right okay i just thought to myself i've just told you i'm gonna kill myself yeah i want to kill myself but i look great but I, i look great on the outside and of course I do. Mm. And I, I, I always have. I could have my arm hanging off and I'd probably still be like, hey, are you all right? I've, I've, my arm is hanging off if, if you have the time. Yeah. I'm a performer and I have been a performer my whole life. So oh. why wouldn't I be switched on Put and on be the Erica? Yeah. The Erica that everyone knows. Yeah. Oh. I, I don't know anything else other than to be yeah. that Erica when I'm in front of people. It's like with you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am that, that yeah. Erica that's putting on a show. Yeah. And what, why would I be myself? Oh. No one needs to know her. Mm. She's a weirdo. Mm. So that, that was, that's the most disappointing thing I found with the perinatal team. Mm. Um, but now I'm trying um, CBD. Yeah. Um, we're trying that now. Um, so it'll be a few a few weeks, few months maybe of that. See how we go with that. And it'll be a little bit more focused on mm. being kinder to myself therapy yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that was a very long answer for 
No, question. A, no, no, not at all. What, um, I was going to ask you something then, I can't, my mind's just, it's just gone, my mind. I'll come back to it, I'll come back to it. Um, <laughs> what do you feel has been your biggest reward? Realising that family, that yeah, a family is, is very important and it's what I want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because I've sacrificed a lot and I've yeah. given up a lot to have mm-hmm. this. Um, and I've realised this is exactly what I want. I would, I want to be the housewife. I want to be the yeah. stay-at-home mum. I want to be everything to my <laughs> my children, my dog, and my partner. Yeah, like that. That is the biggest reward. That yeah. family is is for me fundamentally yeah. something that I think everyone needs and everyone should have. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was going to ask you how how. How do you feel about work now? Because you were a couple of evenings. Yeah. And you were obviously self-employed. Yeah. Before Scarlett came along. <laughs> work was work was 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 my life. Um, I would work every hour under the sun. I would. I would do everything, and I I would I work myself into oblivion because I was so depressed. I, 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 when I started my business, that I would get up at five o'clock in the morning for clients. Yeah. Work through the morning, have a little break, work at a school at lunchtime, have a little break, work at an after school club, then go and teach the classes for my own business, then possibly go and gig and get home at four and then be up again at five. So I, I was just working myself into nothingness, but I've gotten rid of my business now, All right, okay. which was a really, really big decision. Yeah. Um, a lot of that decision came when baby number two appeared appeared. Um, so now I only do CSW which I'm a communication support worker for a deaf uh, well a deaf couple who are teachers at the local college so what I do is I go to their classes and I translate what they say to the hearing students and what the hearing students say back to wow. the deaf teachers. So I, I do that. And I've been doing that a little while. Um, that's now my main my main income. I, I, I'll do the odd private lesson and maybe the odd workshop. Yeah, you could do the if, workshop first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If people want them. Um, but the group classes and that all closed now. Mm. I just don't have the time and the the mental capacity to do it anymore. And I, I wasn't getting much much from it. From it, yeah. yeah. It wasn't serving me. The way I describe it, because I came, I stopped teaching essentially pretty much soon after Bella was born. Yeah. It was like that part of my brain creativity wise just wasn't available to me anymore right it was almost like the door had been shut yeah and i didn't have that brain space it just what it just wasn't there anymore and the (laughs) i the idea of having to cover a lesson at the drop of a hat yeah made me feel like i was going to be sick (laughs) you are so overtired Yeah. I know it's crazy. It's crazy, isn't it? Well, you've done it for so long. Yeah, and it was my everything. Yeah. 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 But there, there would be moments where I would be answering emails and I'm like, what am I doing? Yeah. Why am I being nice to these people? 
when this little thing is being this crazy munchkin yeah. and I should just be being with her. Yeah. And yeah. not that everyone is yeah. is nasty or whatever or complains, but the but little, little moments where they yeah. are, you're like, I don't need this. You know, I've spent so many years letting people come to classes for free, giving people lifts, taking people to other facilities, being like, I'm going to go training, do you want to come with me? Yeah. Borrowing them my equipment, yes. giving them other skills where they can directly compete with me for nothing, not charging for free, to get told, not even get a thanks. And so I was just like, nah, no more, no yeah. more now. This is our time, this, yeah. Is, yeah. this is my time and... And I can spend a little bit more time focusing on yeah. the sign language as well. Yes. Something that I've been doing for a while. Um, and then to be asked to do it as as a as a job was was amazing. amazing. Yeah. And now that they 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 asked me to do a little bit more and a little bit more and a little bit more and hopefully I can do my level four yeah. this this year. Um next year see how see how things, things go. go with baby number two yeah um but yeah if i can get my level four done and then then it's only another two levels until yeah. i can become interpreter level and then i can take it even further oh, after that, that. Where, where did that where did that come from what what i don't know we genuinely don't know i've spoke about it with my parents yeah and said what was where where did my interest from sign language come and why why do i want to sign yeah and they were like, I don't know. The only thing I can think of is when we went on holidays as kids. Yeah. And those people would come round with a card and say, Yeah. I'm deaf. Um, here's the alphabet. Can you donate or will you buy a rose? Yeah. In like Tenerife and things. That's oh, the yeah. only thing I can think of. Why that that would have stuck in my head. But it's, since I've been a, a young child, I've always wanted to sign. How crazy. Yeah. Good though. Yeah. Really, really really good. I'm, yeah. It's such a good. Yeah. Not a skill to have. It's just nice to be. A, be able to to do to, to that. Talk, yeah. To talk to someone yeah. who who's deaf. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Be able to include them in. Yeah. Yeah. In everything, and especially this couple, they are included in in our life yeah. now as well, yeah. which is nice. They're not just colleagues. They're yeah. They're definitely friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. yeah. Um, I've remembered what I wanted to ask you. Oh, go on. Mm-hmm. So, thinking about your mental health mm-hmm. and thinking about where you're at with Scarlett and then you find out you're pregnant again. Yeah. Was there any moment of worry or concern or was it was it delight? Was it was it a cocktail of of everything? Yeah, so we were I was well both of us were absolutely made up. Yeah. Because we'd we'd spoke about even before Scarlett was here when I was pregnant with Scarlett, it would be nice to have two really yeah. close together. Um I got my first period when I was about seven months. Okay, postpartum with her, and then I was pregnant. <laughs> oh wow! <laughs> On the next one, so um, it happened great for yeah. us. And we were so yeah. fortunate. Um, it was a bit of like a oh right, okay. Well, wasn't expecting it this quick to right? happen. Yeah, happen, yeah. but it's happened. So yeah. amazing. Um, but the other day we went to view a pram, a tandem pram. Yeah, and I think the reality of it hit. Yeah. that there's going to be two and I, I got quite anxious and I kind of went into an, that space a zone yeah. where I was of myself for the rest of the day then and um, obviously Sam picks up on it and just leaves me to it if I can if if he can 
Um, and uh, yeah, so Daddy. the reality is there. She's done a poo as well. So she's <laughs> you take that. Come here. Thing. Come here. I don't <laughs> mind. I don't mind. Um, so the reality of it has something in it. I am scared. Yeah. I'll lie to you. I'm, yeah. I'm very scared. I'm very nervous. Yeah. And I'm under no illusions that it's going to be very difficult. But how do I prepare for that difficulty? Because I, I like to prepare. Like, yeah. I like science. I like logic. Yeah. I also like the hippy dippy. Yeah. But how, how do I prepare for how difficult that's going to be? How, how, how do you prepare for... When the new one's crying for a feed and she's going down for, for her bedtime. What terrifies me is thinking about having two, them just keeping each other up and... Yeah. I, I, oh. Well, we only have a, a three-bedroom house and one of the bedrooms is an office and has to stay in office. That, that's what we decided has to yeah. stay in office because Sam works from home. home. Yeah. And for it to be feasible and for yeah. it to work well yeah he needs an office yeah. he can't come and sit in here with yeah. his computer yeah. he's not going to be able to work when i'm coming and cleaning and feeding and yeah it's, it doesn't work so they're going to have to share a room when they get to a certain, certain age. age yeah um whether that be at four months when we put her in her own yeah. room i don't i don't know yeah um yeah so and there's do I go down the rabbit hole of YouTube, Instagram, Facebook, library, um, again, mm. to try and prepare? Or do I just, just ride it? it do I just ride the yeah. wave? Do I just try and be the best mum I can be for what I think? Yeah. Which I, I have, after a few weeks, maybe months, I had started to do with her. In the end, I was just like, no. Nah. This is the way I want to do yeah. it. This is the way I'm going to do it, and I shouldn't be apologetic yeah. for doing it like that. Yeah, I think I'm definitely more at that place now than I've ever been. Yeah, and I think it comes from obviously. I think you, you and your mental health and the, the experience you've had prior to falling pregnant and having Scarlett is different. But I think you would agree. Once you've had your baby, you do completely lose yourself. Yeah. And only on the, again, the journey, <laughs> the journey of trying to work out what the hell is going on, what are you here for, who are you, yeah. what, what is your identity, do you learn to be so um, sure of yourself yeah. again, and then you, get, you do get to the point where you go, okay, well, comparison wasn't doing me any favours there, so... I'm going to try. And then it's almost like that self-respect, isn't it? And the more you do things and the more you, you feel good about yourself, the easier it becomes and you build your confidence with yeah. yourself and you learn to trust yourself. Yeah. And everything that you're doing yeah. within your motherhood. Yeah. Or, well, it could yeah. even be a motherhood. You might not even be yeah. a mum or you might not want to be a mum. Yeah. It, within your business and yeah. things like that. With just being, yeah. being sure of who you are. Yeah. Yeah. What, um, is there anything I've not asked you about that you'd like to talk about? think so no mm-hmm. we've got um a closing tradition all right go on to two different things okay. the first one what is one thing you wish you knew about parenting before you became a parent Ooh, parenting. yeah 
What it would do to if you're in a couple, what it does to you as a couple. Mm, I think. Yeah. Not very much anything negative. But it definitely has meals shorter with each other. Mm -hmm. And more direct. We've always been very honest and very open and spoke about everything. But being very direct and maybe I have one of my emotional flares mm -hmm. and, and I just kind of go um, off on one and there was no need for me to do that just because I'm tired and frustrated yeah. with the baby. So what, what it does for you yeah. as a couple, I think. Yeah. Yeah. I think Steve and I have learned more than ever the importance of and communicating yeah. and that has helped us stay happy, happy. essentially yeah. yeah I think it is really important work um, together as a team yeah, yeah. and we, we say that all the time and I've said this in, a, in another effort but no yeah. another episode we always say it sounds cheesy but at the end of a discussion we always say team Tommy because if we're not working together it's, it's not going to work no it's not going to work it took the two of you to make the babes yeah and, and if you're if you are a couple yeah then you yeah. need to work yeah you need yeah. to be together, yeah. actively together. Yeah. Like, there are still things where I'll be like, you know what the dishwasher's full? Yeah. I'm doing something else, or I'm at work, or yeah. even I do it as well. Yeah. Like, I know the dishwasher's full sometimes, yeah. just empty it. Yeah. Like, th those kind of, and then that's maintenance then. Yeah. Everything is maintained. Yeah. There's, uh, yeah. uh, then, the, then the focus is here. Yeah. 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 Um, and the second one is, what is your top tip? you would give to either expecting parents or new parents you know you know you know that you know what you, you know. want yeah. and you know what your baby when your baby has arrived you know what your baby needs yeah so ask for it yeah or tell someone that is the way it needs to happen yeah wonderful thank you very much for being a wonderful guest and thank you to our first little tiny guest <laughs> thanks for being so good you're looking at face you're gonna be the best big sister aren't you <laughs>